We want to explore all sports and competitions on a deeper level in order to understand the less mainstream topics and events. We here at Deep Dive Sports not only want you to walk away having learned something, but for us to have learned something new as well. Now don't get us wrong, we will do our best to cover the big events, but our main goal is to give you a different perspective on some of the overlooked sports and competitions across the globe. We hope you're ready to learn, laugh, and have fun because we are excited to bring you this podcast. Please sit back, relax, and dive deep into these topics with us. Hey everyone, thank you all for the love and support over the past few weeks. We are really excited to bring you our first official episode. This week's host is David, and he has chosen the topic of esports. Each week, we are going to have a new host. Each of us has different interests and backgrounds, allowing us to challenge the others to really deep dive into the topics chosen. We hope you enjoy and learn something new. Again, thank you, and we can't wait to bring you more podcasts in the future and continue to grow and get better. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Welcome to Deep Dive Sports Podcast, where we introduce you to topics that do not get discussed on ESPN. Today, we will be discussing the ever-rising popularity of esports. Questions that we will be discussing include, and in no particular order, how do you feel about the relatively rapid rise in esports? Do you think esports will keep their popularity, or will the sport eventually die off, and why? Do you think esports will outgrow the current popular sports, such as the NFL, NBA, MLB, and so on and so forth? Answer why or why not? And to kind of cap it off, if you were to follow a specific esports game, what would it be and what teams pique your interest and answer why for both? Now, before we get into the main portion of our show here, I want to give you a brief history of the sport itself. Now, the term esports covers all of our professional video gaming around the world. However, there is another name for professional gaming, which is Major League Gaming or MLG. The first ever esports tournament of any kind occurred in 1972, where 10,000 people participated in a Space Invaders championship. Now, fast forward to at the earliest of 1998 and beyond, the PC game StarCraft II had a tournament which pulled in 50 million online viewers. And in the 90s, there were tournaments like Street Fighter, StarCraft, Counter-Strike, and Quake that were present but didn't necessarily have the technology available for big name players to grow their own brand. Now, the main issue for that was in the late 90s to 2010, they didn't have the ability to watch the games and or competitive tournaments with relative ease. That became very easily in 2010 when the online source Twitch made it very easy. Now, because of this increased connectivity, it has allowed even colleges to jump in on the bandwagon of esports, which they've even created scholarships around people competing at the collegiate level, and even other big name sporting franchises having their own versions of live action online games. Now, I am joined today with my fellow co-hosts, Nick and Dom, and to begin our main portion of the show, I want to hand it off to Nick to answer the very first question of how do you feel about the relative rise in popularity of esports? First off, thank you, David, for picking this topic. And thank you for going over our brief history of esports and kind of 
giving us a good baseline on where to start. I definitely have enjoyed researching and learning more about esports. It's definitely a sport and competition that has grown over the years and has really come to the forefront of sports and competitions at that same level as our main competitors today. Now to answer the question. I actually do not think there has been a rise in popularity. I think the popularity has always been there. I think the rise has been in the connectivity and the wealth gained. Since virtual gaming has been around, like David stated, in the history portion, people have always wanted to compete against each other and one up against each other, whether that was in the arcade or in their living rooms. When some of those first tournaments took place, people around the world were able to connect in a way never thought possible. People around the world could watch and support players and teams compete in games such as Counter-Strike, StarCraft, Quake, and Street Fighter, but obviously not at the level at which we see it today. Like David said in 2010, that kind of connection brought the passion and desire of millions of people to a point where we could make competitive gaming and competing in esports tournaments almost a full-time job where players were making thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars a year, playing some of their favorite games. We all know in today's time with views comes money and with money comes the possibility of growth. So like I said before, since 2010, that capability of growth has been exponential. And like David said, when Twitch jumped on board and made a more centralized streaming site, this allowed us to digest gaming in a whole new way. It allowed us to follow people better. It allowed us to even grow our knowledge about a game or games that we loved playing and competing with our friends in. And because of this, Esports in the competitive gaming world has grown to be more worth more than a billion dollars today. And it is crazy to think about people 30 to 40 years ago in their basements or in arcades or playing some of the first versions of gaming. I don't think that they would have ever thought that we would have got to this point. But like in true human fashion, we can't and won't stop until something is better than what it was. This desire to compete on a world stage has become a reality. It is not going to go anywhere and it will only become more lucrative. Perfect. I like those thoughts. I like the way you went with that, Nick. And I want to say thank you for that. Now I would like to hand it off to Dom to answer this question in his own way. Dom? Thank you, David. So when I was doing research for this topic, I actually learned more about esports than I really thought that I would. So to me, the rise of esports over the last few years has been pretty incredible. The last five to six years is really when we've seen the most growth um, in esports. And it's grown from something that has been relatively obscure to a multi-billion dollar industry that has really captivated the entire globe. The rise of esports, in my opinion, can be greatly attributed to services such as YouTube and uh, Twitch, which has allowed gamers to monetize their skills and attract a bigger audience. And as video games become more and more popular, I think the esports industry will only continue to grow. For example, in 2019, the total global esports audience was about 443 million people. In 2020, there was a a bit more growth, probably due to COVID. People really didn't have anything else to do. Um, That number increased to 496 million people. And by 2023, the viewership is projected to hit 696 million people. So when just seeing this kind of growth, it's exciting to see a new product industry kind of emerge and grow and become more and more popular and become more integrated in our day-to-day lives. 
you know, it's becoming something that people do every day. They watch or play some sort of esport, and it's becoming more normal to do, you know, day to day. And it's really exciting to see. I agree with you on that portion. And to kind of go off the idea that you had, I feel like this was kind of like an awesome thing because it's tapping into a market that was pretty much monopolized by five major sports, that being football or as most of America knows it as soccer, hockey, baseball, basketball, and American football. So just kind of continue on what Dom and Nick kind of pointed out. I'll just keep it very brief. From 2018 to just 2020, the amount of people watching has gone from 72 million in 2018 to about 92 million in just Europe alone. So I think that's just amazing the roughly 20 million people growth over a two-year time span for a single country alone. And I finally feel like that video games are getting the respect that they so deserve because for years they were meant really for those who I guess you could put it be considered as kind of nerds essentially in that stereotypical fashion but now it brings in almost everyone and now everyone can really play it not just the specific group of people with games like Call of Duty and other kinds of sports games like 2k and MLB now I think this conversation has been going great so far I would like to hand it off to Dom in regard to the second question, which is, do you think esports will keep their popularity or will the sport eventually die off and why? Essentially, will it stand the test of time? Dom? Thank you, David. So when looking at how much esports has grown over the last couple of years, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And for a number of reasons. First is how popular esports are with you know the younger generation. My brother, for example, he eats, sleeps, breathes video games. It's what he does when he wakes up pretty much all day when he doesn't have schoolwork to do. And I know he's not the only one that does it because that's what all his friends do as well. Um, the younger generation is really so immersed in video games. They're watching uh, Twitch streamers play video games. They're watching esports. They're watching YouTubers play video games. It's it's a major part of their life, and I don't think that's ever going to change with them. Um, the second reason is, you know, as the internet becomes more available to developing countries, people that didn't have the internet before, didn't have access to watching esports, are finally going to have the ability to do so. And I think that as the internet kind of becomes more available in these countries esports is going to grow exponentially because it's it's a brand new market that didn't have any exposure to esports before. So lastly, esports has become a multi-billion dollar industry and it's becoming pretty much mainstream. So much so that FIFA and the NBA, for example, have official esports leagues. And these sports leagues aren't going anywhere anytime soon. And these major sports leagues are kind of tapping into this ever-growing fan base for esports. And they're kind of using that as a, another revenue stream. And then referencing a uh, survey that I found when I was doing my research, this survey looks at, you know, it surveyed about 1,200 people and asked them pretty much about their internet usage. And it looked at people age 16 to 64 and people age 16 to 24, 32% of them have said that they have watched esports either reg regularly or have watched some sort of esports before and 25 to 34, about 30%. And as the age brackets, you know, go up viewership for esports goes down. So kind of going to back to my earlier point. The younger generation and our generation, they're really high on the esports bandwagon. And I don't think that's ever going to change. 
So I think esports are here to stay. Thank you, Dom. Now let's hand it off to Nick with his own thoughts on the matter. Thank you, David. Yeah, I agree a lot with uh, what Dom said. Um, like I said in my last response, I do believe that the popularity had always been there. I just think that the connectivity brought in more viewership and more money into the system. And like Dom said, gaming is more than just a hobby or a cool pastime. For many people, this is a way of life, a stress relief, and even a way to connect with family, friends, and people across the world. Like our major sports across the globe, esports is not any different when it comes to team building and the competitive drive to dominate your opponent. And like I said previously, even colleges and professional sports teams are jumping on this bandwagon. The NBA, you know, soccer across the world, the NFL is starting to catch on to this. And they're starting to use this platform to make money and tap into that younger generation, like Dom had said, because video games and connectivity is all of what they spend their time on. You know, they're on their phones all the time or they're online all the time. They're watching people play games all the time. So as long as there are video games and as long as that connectivity is strong, like Dom said, video games, esports, it'll be around for a long time and it will continue to grow and grow to a crazy point. And it'll be awesome to watch. And thank you, Nick, for some really great points to kind of reinforce what essentially what Dom said and to take it even a little bit further to wrap up what Nick said on Twitch alone, people spent about a million minutes watching someone play in just 2012. Now that grew to about 12 million minutes in 2015. Not only that, the industry made about $75 billion in revenue in 2014 alone, which eventually would grow to about $116 billion in 2018. Now, with the revenue growing, it also means that viewership is also going up. In 2014, there were about 205 million people that would watch, and it grew to about 380 million people in 2018. Now, I think all these points are absolutely great from what I've been listening to from both Dom and Nick. Now, I would like to hand it off to Dom to answer the next question. Do you think esports will outgrow the current popular sports of the NFL, M NBA, and MLB, and so on and so forth? Thank you, David. So while esports has grown pretty significantly over the last couple of years, and I think it will continue to do so. Um, I think esports can get pretty close in terms of popularity, but I don't think esports will ever outtake you know some of the major sports leagues around the world. Um, you know, what like these leagues like the NFL, NBA, you know, they're they're already so popular and they're already so established. I don't think they're ever gonna dwindle so much in popularity. Now, viewership for the NFL and NBA and MLB has gone down a little bit over the last couple of years, but it still hasn't been that significant of a drop where these leagues are <laughs> really starting to get concerned and at, at some point I, I think esports will get close but again I don't think it's ever going to overtake it and part of that is there's something about watching some of the greatest athletes in the world compete at the highest level of their sport that offers so much in entertainment value that I don't think esports can offer that you know while watching esports can be entertaining it's it, it's different than watching someone like LeBron James or you know Russell Wilson or Mike Trout go out there and you know compete at the highest level all right thank you Dom now I'd like to hand it off to Nick for his thoughts on this exact same topic all right I'm going to have an out-of-the-box opinion on this one I actually 
do believe esports will outgrow our current mainstream sports around the globe, but not in the way that you might think. I believe they will replace them. I know that sounds a little crazy, but hear me out. I think there are three reasons why they're going to replace them. I think the first reason is injuries. The second reason is going to be profit margins. And the third reason is the amount of people competing in the major sports compared to the amount of people competing in esports and the ability to compete in all of them. Obviously, the first one is injuries. We all know watching our major sports today that injuries are becoming more often and injuries are becoming more gruesome. And that is because of a few reasons. Obviously, players are becoming bigger, stronger, faster, more capable. They're trying to keep up and compete with everybody else. When you have somebody who is that big, that strong, that physical, you're putting a lot of pressure on your body to keep up. And I think that we've seen developmentally, maybe we're not there yet. That's why you're seeing a lot of ligament tears in the knees or the shoulders. Um, we've seen a lot of gruesome leg injuries or ankle injuries, whether that was, you know, Alex Smith or Dak Prescott. Um, you can go back to Paul George, people who have just blown their leg completely out. And on top of that, these injuries take a long time to come back from if people come back from them at all. Look at somebody like Ryan Shazier from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's still, his movement is still partially hindered because of his injury. He'll never play again. Then, And that is a crazy thing to think about that you put your time and passion and love into something like Dom said, and it's taken from you that easily. And when you talk about people who own these sports teams, they pay these players. And I don't want to monetize injuries or anything, but unfortunately that's part of the game. That's part of how it's played that people don't understand is that you pay these players millions of dollars. And if they're injured or not playing because of these gruesome injuries, then you just have money sitting there that's not being used. And to my second point about the amount of people competing in these sports are able to compete in these sports. So when you look around your, I guess, immediate areas, the number of people playing youth sports and high school sports, it's going down, especially within football. And that is because of the worry that their children are going to get hurt in some way. Um, the new studies with CTE and brain injuries, and there are less kids being involved in these sports, which is causing them either to not play until they get to the high school level or not play at all. So now they're having to find different things to fuel their competitive nature. And a lot of them, like when Dom was looking at or explaining the graph that he found, they're finding that competitive nature within gaming, within esports. So they're transitioning. They may not be able to go out and play football or basketball or soccer, but they can play FIFA. They can play Madden. They can even play 2K. There's lacrosse games. There's rugby games. There's even a golf game, a fishing game. There's so many things that you can do. So there are more people. There's just more people playing video games in general than there are playing professional sports because it's so much easier, obviously, but the competitive group is growing to a point where it's going to outmatch the competitive group of our major sports today, which brings me to my third point, which is that profit margin. So when you look at the highest paid players from each sport and then esports, I'm just going to go over four of our major sports. So when you look at the NBA, you got Steph Curry, who is going to make $41 million in the 2020-21 uh, NBA season. This year, in the NFL, Dak Prescott had a $31.4 million cap hit. Mike Trout made $37.7 million 
in the MLB. And Lionel Messi made 92 million playing football, or as we call it, soccer. The highest paid esports player was 6.9 million. Now that's not really a base salary because it's kind of hard to give an esports player a base salary, but over endorsements and tournament winnings, he has only earned $6.9 million. So, and we didn't even, I didn't even touch into the endorsement earnings that those highest paid players were making as well. So if you're the owner of, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers, who they also have an esports affiliate team, if you don't have to deal with stadium costs and personnel costs and the cost of having someone on the sideline who has an injury, and you don't have to worry about people getting hurt, you know, such as in the NFL or even in the NBA. And you're paying these esports guys or women a fraction of what you're paying your professional athletes to play. Over time, I think that's going to make a difference. And I think that's why they're tapping into this industry now because they're trying to see how profitable it can be. And if they're in that billion dollar market at this point, I can only imagine in 10, 15 years what it would be at and if it would push them to maybe invest more into the online competitive sports rather than the in-person competitive sports. Like I said, my mind works a little bit different. It's an out-of-the-box idea, but I do think it's a possibility, but I also think maybe Dom has a little bit better of a possibility as well too. But like I said, it's a little bit out of the box. So I'll turn it back over to David. Thanks, Nick. And I think you all, or I think you both made some really good points. And not to just reiterate what you guys said, I think that based on that, probably say at the very least or at most 10 years, because you have to realize that some of our major sporting events, such as the World Series or the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals. I won't say all, but definitely at least a good majority of them have seen a de- some kind of decrease in sports viewership, I should say. So I just wanted to point that out without having to reiterate what some of the other guys have said. And to bring up our final point, I would like to hand it off to Nick to answer the final question, which is, if you were to follow a specific esports game, what would it be and what teams pique your interest? answer why for both awesome thank you david yeah i obviously i follow esports a little bit but not like probably as much as other people i like to keep up with the rainbow six siege league um i don't really have a favorite team i just kind of like to watch them play and get better at the game because i'm not very good at it but like i said i kind of just like to watch them play and see what they do and the tactics they use and then see if i can apply that to my game when i play online against other people i would like to watch more of the esports sporting world. I would like to try to get more involved in that. I am kind of more of an old head. I do like to watch our live action sports. I love football. I love watching people hit each other. I love watching LeBron James dunk on people. Um, I love Luca playing his game. That's just me, but I, I would like to give it a chance. Um, obviously if I did give it a chance, I'd probably watch the virtual teams of my favorite teams in real life, which would be, you know, obviously like the Cavs or the Columbus crew, maybe even the blue jackets, if they have a, a hockey esports league at some point, but that's just me. So I'll turn it back over to David. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. And Dom, would you like to answer this question? Real quick. Yeah, David. So since my favorite sport is soccer, I'd naturally be more drawn to any of the major uh, FIFA esports leagues, um, in particular, you know, since Manchester City is my favorite team, uh, I probably follow the Man City esports team pretty closely. And then another esports league that I'd be interested in is 
like a Rocket League esports league. Uh, I've always loved that game, and it's so fun to play and watch. I think I'd be really interested in watching uh, Rocket League. All right, awesome. Now, for myself, I would if I were to watch a specific esports game, I would probably be watching Call of Duty or the now newly created Valorant game. My reasoning for Call of Duty is that I've played a good amount of Call of Duty in past years, even before I even got like online gameplay of any kind. Now, the kind of teams I would look into probably be the LA Thieves or 100 Thieves or the Seattle Surge. Now, my point, the 100 Thieves team would probably be, because that's the most familiar team to me at least, due to the content creators such as Courage GD or Valkyrie or Nadeshot, who's the CEO and president, all of whom are YouTubers or that I either subscribe to or have seen in a lot of videos. Now with the Seattle Surge, this team piqued my interest because I wanted to support someone that wasn't on my radar. And that would be a city I would probably follow since there is no team in the great city of Cleveland. Now, in terms of Valorant, my reasoning for this one really just comes down to the fact that it's a brand new game. And it just recently came out. And on top of that, it's kind of like a CSGO mixed with a little bit of Paladins in the sense that each individual character that you get to play is unique in their own right. And I would have to probably support 100 Thieves as because that's the same thing to the Call of Duty. It's most familiar to me. And they are also the one of the best teams as of right now. And so which... Leads me to our conclusion of the show today. Everything we've said today has been great. So thank you for to both of you guys for participating. And I would like to hand it off to Dom for his final thoughts. Thank you, David. I really enjoyed learning more about esports, and I'd like to thank you for having me on the episode today. I really think that you know this topic is really the epitome of you know what we're all about here at Deep Dive Sports. Not only did it give us a chance to learn about a new topic that we were really unfamiliar with, um, but it gave us our listeners a chance to learn something new as well. And I'm definitely more interested in esports now than I was before, and I'm really excited to see just how big esports can get. Awesome. Thanks. Nick? How about your final thoughts? Yeah, I fully echo what Dom said. I mean, this is this was a good topic. I learned a lot, and I hope, like Dom said, that our listeners learned a little bit about it as well, too. And I hope that it piques some interest. I hope some of the games that, you know, especially David said that he follows and the teams that he follows, I hope some people listen to that and maybe they go give them a chance and, and look at them, too, um, and just help grow the brand of esports. And like Dom said, as long as esports will continue to grow, It'll continue to be a part of our future, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. So thank you again, David, for bringing this topic to our attention and allowing us to research it and learn some more. Again, thank you for, for your guys' participation in creating this podcast, and thank you for your final thoughts. And I want to thank everyone who's listening. See you guys next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.